Hello and welcome to Movie Buffs, a show that covers the best action films of all time. I'm your host, Shani B. You can find me on all the socials at It's Me, Shani B. And I'm Cisco from Misfit Minded. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at Misfit underscore Minded. And my website at MisfitMinded.com. Today, we're talking about another movie that is celebrating its 20-year anniversary. Quentin Tarantino's fourth film, 2003's Kill Bill Volume 1. I'm so excited. Um, If you haven't seen it, it's about an assassin who, after an attempt is made on her life, tracks down those who did her wrong one by one for revenge. It is... A pretty simple, straightforward story told in some amazing ways, and I'm so excited to hear what you think of it, Cisco. So tell me what you think of this movie. Talk to me about it. Yeah, the Deadly Viper Assassination Squad uh, has to be one of the best names for a villain crew that we've done so far. (laughs) Um, For real. Yeah, I mean, I, I love this movie. Like, Quentin Tarantino is like my favorite director, so obviously I'm biased. (laughs) Um, but I think it's a great, like, revenge movie, if you want to enjoy it on that level, um, it's epic on that level, I love the score from, uh, RZA, you know, obviously I'm a rap fan, so that was a big deal to me when I first saw this, uh, if you're a horror fan, it's got all the blood and guts that you could ever want in a movie, (laughs) and, and then just as a movie fan, like, uh, I guess a kung fu and action movie fan, too, you got all the great choreography, um, beautiful cinematography, and it just has that like old school feel to it um, because Tarantino is such a nerd and he just takes from all these different influences. So, um, yeah, I, I love it. I never get tired of watching it. Um, yeah. What about you? I mean, same, same. I am a huge Fanny B of this one. I revisiting it, I and you know, seeing the title, the fourth film, I was like, God, that's right. There was a time when Quentin Tarantino was like still a new director yeah. that people were like, Is this guy like we think he's got stuff? And then just rewatching this, like, ah oh, God, I love this movie so much. And I'm with you. There's just so much to love in this movie the filmmaking is amazing the choreography and the performances like the acting in between the fighting is crazy good and just like you're saying the even the blood spatter is perfect just (laughs) executed so smartly so well so creatively um the the use of of all the different filmmaking techniques, like I love that Quentin Tarantino is both a nerd for culture, but also film because he can use things like different color, the black and white and blue and green. Don't get me started on a color palette. You know, I love it. Um, Amazing, like inserts. I'm obsessed with inserts. That always makes me enjoy a movie more. And this one perfectly places them even around the fighting, which is so good. Um, I, I love all the imagery and just all of the the editing and how everything comes together. It's just, it has everything I want and you named it, that amazing score and uh, the music throughout is just, it's too unique. I, I love this movie. I there, I can say a million nice things about it. I fucking love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's get into specifically, I guess what we loved uh, for getting into the, the filmmaking aspects. We already mentioned it's written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. His fourth movie after Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown. 
Um, but yeah, crazy. I feel like after Jackie Brown too, that's I think probably people were like, all right, he has Pulp Fiction. It's undeniable. But like Jackie Brown, people were like kind of disappointed, like at the time, like so, like because it, it wasn't what they were expecting. They're expecting another Pulp Fiction, and that's a much <laughs> that's a much like slower paced um, and like you know different vibe crime movie. And then he comes back with Kill Bill, which is like the the most insane kung fu love letter um, that you could ever put out there. So, yeah, I guess just I know we could talk about this all day, but what sequences in particular like stood out to you? Oh, man. I mean, I think something that always stands out is how this movie opens. Like, I always forget that it opens so strong with with mm-hmm. a huge fight scene, which is amazing in many ways. But then for it to have the like juxtaposition of the weird kind of dreamlike psychedelic thing when Daryl Hannah comes through is an amazing scale yeah. to be like, we're going to go this hard, but we're also actively looking for this kind of vulnerability, the kind where like she's asleep and you could sneak up on her. And I think that sequence is just like both really well executed and shot, but also like a great example of the interesting nuanced way that Tarantino tells stories, just putting these things together or layering in this way. And it's like so forward thinking because there's a whole other film coming and I, know that and so rewatching makes this sequence even more exciting when i have an idea of like where i bet you thought that was real funny didn't you like <laughs> comes from <laughs> you know what i mean yeah oh god i love it the split screen is so cool there the 70s vibe is really cool god so 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 good um and of course you know like i think each sequence is shot so well but the prestige and the extent of that final crazy 88 sequence like you can't i don't think there's a i i i'm troubled to see a better sequence in a movie that isn't like a war movie where of course it's going to be a sweeping amazing sequence you know yeah or like you know the two i would say like of the past 10 years like john wick and uh the raid movies where it's like that much carnage in (laughs) in one one non-stop yeah um, but yeah, to, to the crazy 88 is another great villain name because there's 88, oh, 88 members, um, epic. great names in this all around, I would say, um, again, yeah. a quirk, yeah. right? Like this dude, he thinks about it and it all sounds good. I also like, like the little touches. So like you mentioned in the beginning, like it's, it has the old Shaw brothers logo, like like old kung fu movies did and it has that like our feature presentation um like basically like getting you ready for like what you're about to watch um yep. i i oh every time i watch this somehow i always forget that they never show bill ever in the in the movie like it's all yep. it's only just his hands and like him talking like out of frame so i love mm-hmm. i love that restraint like you said there's a whole other movie after this where he can fill in those gaps that he had like the vision for that David Carradine's like silky smooth voice, you know, can just uh, be off to the side and be like, this is me at my most sadistic. Like, you're like, Oh, who the fuck is this? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then similarly, I like how they never mention her name. Um, you know, it's, she's only referred to as the bride. Um, Cause it just, it like almost makes her as like a superhero. You know what I mean? Like it's like the bride, we don't 
Yes. And although this time I did pay attention to like, because they bleep it out. They do stay like. I love that. They, yeah, exactly. Me too. Those little quirks. And but you can you can definitely um, read the lips that like Vivica Fox is saying uh, Beatrix. Uh, mm -hmm. and, like all of them are saying Beatrix and you find out later her name is Beatrix kiddo um so like it's kind of yeah, it's cool because it makes me think of like the multiple identities and it's almost like in that scene when she is basically she's she is herself of course but she's also there as an assassin because they were in the middle of this duel so there's almost something about how like we can't hear her name because that's not who she is right now. Like she looks like that. That's yeah. who we thought she was, but that's not who she is. She can't be a person. And I think I love that about yes, I love that revenge. about the bride too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly, because the bride is yet another identity she tried to wear that was like this is who I am. This is who I could be. And instead, you know, always reminded by Bill and the other assassins who she's who she is. And what she's supposed to do yeah and to that opening strong point too like you ever seen the video of um i can post it too if uh you haven't but like where uh, quentin tarantino is reading off the opening pages of the script to robert rodriguez of no oh, <laughs> i have to see that I'll, I'll post it but it, it's just he is so like you know tarantino his energy you know he's so excited he's like it opens we're in El Paso, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he's like breaking it down. And Rob Rodriguez is just like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> and he's like, and then, and then he goes, he goes all the way to the moment where it's like, Bill, it's your kid. Gunshot. Bam. Like, he's so, he's so excited. And it's like, yeah, there, there's so much information there that you're like, whoa, like, it just immediately well, and that same yeah that same intensity and excitement that he reads his scripts in comes right, on exactly. to the screen because i think that's what he's able to do with the inserts and and camera editing is he's able to make you see it with the same level that he's going to read it to you in as well or something and i think his energy is maybe the most translatable of all the directors because the other directors they they're painters or something sometimes and like him and rodriguez are much more like Tarantino paints and performance paints, artists paints and or something his painting is a, yes is <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly oh man i gotta see that for sure but yeah god that opening sequence it starts so strong and then it throughout just kind of ebbs and flows and then ends equally as strong and as intense as that first scene and i mean there's nothing better than you know if you grow up and you still feel yeah, sour about say, this we, can we talk about that <laughs> sequence because again starting off strong so you get that opening bride sequence and then it like cuts to like however many years later and you see her like kill list that she has and another detail i like is that you can see at the top Oren Orenishi is crossed out so already from the beginning it's telling you that it's like a, it's a non-linear you know pulp fiction-y he's jumping around um mm -hmm. you know so this is after the events of this movie after she's out of the hospital of course um so yeah just I love like to your point like how that scene is shot uh, it's, it's like so quaint and like, you know, like soccer mom village, basically. Beautiful color. Yeah. And then like when uh, immediately, yeah, like you said, as, as soon as she opens the door, you get that like zoom into the face, that the, that music, the alarm music and like the red and just like breaking all the shit in the house. Like it's it's a really like down and dirty like fight uh, between these. It's, it's not like some 
you know, kung, uh, what, what was I going to say? Like crouching tiger, like swift movements. It's like, no, like I'm going to, I want to kill you in the most efficient yes. way possible. I'm using whatever is here. And then when the mm-hmm. daughter comes, you're like kind of, because you don't know the protagonist yeah, what yet. This is. You know, you don't know like what her morals are yet. And then I like how she, you know, they stop, take a breather, go to the kitchen and then get some <laughs> coffee. And then, you know, she, you know, don't you wave your daughter in front of me, bitch. Like, <laughs> right? like immediately lets yeah. her know, like, you you have, for the moment, we're stopping, but, like, I'm still going to kill you. Like, that's going to happen. <laughs> that's right. And yeah. if I were actually going to do justice here, I'd go kill your daughter, too. But I'm not going to do that. She does, the, right? uh, she does the, uh, too, like, the, the Pulp Fiction, like, square that would be square. I was like, Oh, yes. And then then, like the rhyming too. like, there's like, she says like, even Steven, um, or what's the guy, uh, my name's Buck and I'm here to fuck. There's all like Tarantino loves, loves a good rhyme. He loves a good rhyme. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like he loves, he thinks about the language and that that's something I love too, is more and more modern movies are like less about the language because the language seems to be pretty played out and like non people oriented. And there's something so amazing about how even in this scene, it it feels real. Like it has been next level. These women have beaten each other all through the house. And then Vivica is like, you know what? That dog of yours got in here and just made a huge mess. And you know, we're gonna have to do something about that. Like the daughter's so cute. She's like, she's like, Hopper did all that. Like adorable you know like a real moment an authentic human yeah. moment and tarantino he never misses these beats and i love that kind of juxtaposition all right so question uh we can get into like questions and nitpicks i guess in this section Ooh. but question so there's rumors of a kill bill three you know always swirling would you want to see it with uh vivica fox's daughter coming back and getting revenge on beatrix would you want to see that what I want is for Quentin Tarantino to do a three-part series about it that oh. where each is one hour. Okay. So he can do Kill Bill 3, but it has to be in the form of a three-episode series. No more than that. Well, I was gonna I was gonna mention that too, that this feels short for a Tarantino movie, but then when you think that he wanted these two movies to be one, then it makes sense that <laughs> that's that's more like a Tarantino. He doesn't make movies under two hours like ever. So this was sure it's very uh, it's very weird in that way. Um, I guess the only like nitpicks I had were it's more like uh, so I guess the one is like in the hospital where she finally gets her legs to you know her feet to start <laughs> moving and then it's like it's like 13 hours later and she can fully walk or whatever I'm like then no one found her like there's so many there's like dead bodies in no the one hospital, found Buck and 12 hours go by and no one found like found the dead bodies and put that together that like you know she's in there the woman who was in the bed yeah. yeah i mean or at the very least there was there wasn't even like a, a siren that went by that saying. was like someone came and stole this comatose woman. it's like, like it's almost like i like yes the 12 hours later realistic or 13 hours later realistic it would probably take that long to get the feeling back in your legs but then it was like okay but then she would also be caught so it was like yeah. I, I see it was like a lose-lose and then the only other one i had was just like I guess speaking to like longer, like I could always use more in Tarantino, like the, mm-hmm. the Sonny Chiba scene. I love like when she's just like at the bar 
and he's just like, you know, your Japanese is so good. Like, he's just, <laughs> he's just, yeah, he's being like so friendly and nice. And like the way that that scene is lit is like so soft and like heavenly, you know, like it's like this is a warm, comfortable place. And, uh, uh and, and then, you know, he, he, she finally like reveals like, I'm here for Hattori Hanzo's sword. You know, mm-hmm. the glass breaks. I love that moment. <laughs> as soon as she says the name. But, like, he says it take, it'll take me a month to make it or whatever. Um, and then it just, like, kind of cuts to the next scene. And I was like, oh, that, I could have used just, like, a training montage yeah, or something. Like, just, yeah. just, like, her doing push-ups. Like, fucking. Because he's like, he's like, I would use the time to train. And I was like, oh, that'd be the perfect yeah. cut to her training like her training have we ever seen tarantino do a training montage like i I, come on i would have loved even if it was just a quick scene to put my executive hat on to talk to quentin in the trailer i might have asked what if Uh, you had her sorry go ahead ahead. i was just like hey qt uh one note for you (laughs) Yeah, I just I, I have a quick note. Just just uh, tell tell me what you think. But like, it would be really funny if the training was that she was going to learn how to make sushi, and so he how you, taught her how to how make to sushi while he prepared <laughs> <laughs> some basic ass shit. Because I think it would be really fun if he put the sound effects over making sushi. Like, there's just something about how even the sound effects in this movie oh, are epic. The like the. Is- so good. No, it's so, that reminds, so, so, so good. reminded me of the Oranishi has some banger lines in this, but like the part where she's like, White woman plays with samurai swords. <laughs> Dude. And then later when she's like, For disrespecting you. I apologize. God, Lucy Liu she's is so a goat. Yeah. God, she's so good in every movie. We talked about her in Slevin and how amazing she's she was there. She's a returning guest on this show. Like, God, and favorite. a returning queen yeah. who should never be dethroned because she's epic here. And I feel like she really gets the assignment oh, of this movie absolutely. the same way that Vivica did. They each understand the archetype they're playing and they chew on it and spread out in it so well. And oh man, her her one liners across the board. Like, I appreciate you guys bringing me your concerns, but in a respectful way. I was just gonna say when she go, she switches from like cutting the dude's head off to the customer service voice. I'm like, that shit was so. I can't remember what rap. I think it was ah, some rapper or something sampled just that bit, or maybe like a DJ just put Mm -hmm. like like uh. For the last fucking time, like when she starts to get <laughs> so good. Oh, uh, and I just oh, I love that. Like, yeah, it's so cold blooded. And the when she kills him, it's almost like she was angry, but it was still like soft pedaled feet, you know, like very composed, mm-hmm. clean cut, one cut, and then just that's when she does that customer service voice. Like, if you can talk to, him, I would like for you guys to question my logic. <laughs> but allow me yeah and i have to say this in english so you guys fully understand like switches to english oh man so good and that there it is again another example of not only amazing writing and like love for language and how important language is in storytelling but then also understanding how to embody that language appropriately because i think like there's lucy Liu again just knowing 
how to play this Oren versus like maybe a different person's interpretation. And I just like love how there's always something naughty in the back of Lucy Liu's delivery. Mm. So like even when she's saying something like kind of serious or firm or something in the back, you can see that there's a person who's like, yeah, if that makes sense. And I love, I love her on screen and I love her. I love when she cuts the guy's head off and it's like the reaction faces of the guys in the boardroom who are like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just like fucking sprayed with blood and then she when she does the speech she um uma does this a lot too uh but she like wipes she like swipes the sword oh, yeah. so the blood goes off and it just hits some dude in the face <laughs> i'm like that was so, i love that it was so disrespectful that was so disrespectful oh but, she needed, but in the best way those guys fucking know it was boss like i understood like it's true it's true. She is an amazing boss. And I have to also, of course, mention this, the anime sequence oh. where uh, her origin story is what a fucking brilliant way to enjoy this. this other medium. Yeah, bring it in. And then also it's just uh, the animation is is amazing. <laughs> And so creatively violent in animation that I'm like, damn, that's amazing. Does other animation this violent it exist? Like, is there like a genre anime. for this, or is this his? You know? Yeah, anime for sure. And I think I was brilliant is right because I did want to point this out too. Because every time I watch it, it is super violent. You know, like no denying that. But I I always think like there was no other way you could have done this. You know what I mean? Like, cause like if you try to do that for real, it would, like I feel like people would be out. Like this is too much. You know, like yeah. but yeah, I feel like. Yeah, that's like why they don't do like if they did that, it'd be just like how Gogo has her scene where she kills like a dude she doesn't like. It'd be too similar. True, but like even that's like very like so, like uh, downplayed compared to like you have the blood like spraying down on the girl's little girl's face like when she's under the bed like raining down oh. and like all that stuff and like she's crying. crying. Yeah, it would just be wait. It would be way too much to get like a young actress to ask her to do that and like film. The- no. So like I, I just feel like that was. I don't think I could sign off. So brilliant and like similarly. Um, you know, I've, I've watched the special features for this, like, like many times. So I kind of know stuff just off the top. But like when uh, he switches from black and white, um, I, I, I think uh, they said that it was because the MPAA was like complaining about the blood and shit. Right. And so like, right. I feel like the anime sequence probably helped that, like saying it's not not real. And then uh, similarly, the crazy 88s fight, he's like, OK, I'll switch it from black and white to black and white. So that it's not like identifiable as blood, even though everyone knows it's blood and you guys are fucking stupid. (laughs) I mean, I love that because I feel like randomly it ends up being the stronger choice. You know, I I like it a lot Um, because there's so much. I mean, we can talk about we can talk about every single sequence, like every chapter in this is like strong. That's how you know this is like a fucking five star movie. It's like every We're just talking about every chapter. Like every chapter is a strong sequence. (laughs) It's like so. That's right. The crazy '88s one. It's like there's there's so many song switches and color changes and like location. Like she's going up top into rooms, down to the floor. The cameras from underneath, from up above to like it's just like so much is happening. But like you can always see what is happening which is like rare in action movies you know so i just 
Well, he doesn't lose the storyline. Yeah. So it's like what makes this movie good and like all of the uh, amazing international cinema we've covered with Kung Fu and fighting like this yeah. is they never stop telling the story through the fight. And that's what he does in this final sequence. And his story is insane, but he never stops telling it anyway. And I'm obsessed with it. Like it, I love that there is the variation because then we get to go into the blue and it's like he does three movies in one in that last sequence and I'm cool with it. Like this is one of the times where I'm like, let's go. I love like <laughs> the build up too. It's like uh, when like there's only like maybe like four or five goons that come and she just dispatches yeah. them one at a time. And then uh like Lucy Liu puts the sword down and you just hear all the 88 mm. like coming in with the motorcycles and she's like you didn't think it'd be that easy did you and she's like yeah I kind of did <laughs> it's so good Thurman, uh. we have to talk about her too because you know obviously Pulp Fiction she's a standout in that but like for this one for her to basically Dude. be in like every single scene and like believable that like, you know, we've seen so many examples of like, you know, a white person coming into like, you know, an Asian territory and being Kung Fu. And it's like, you either don't believe it or it's just like, yeah, like, I don't know. It, it's just, but like, she, it, yeah. she's so believable in like when she switches to Japanese and like the respect she has for like the swords, like she doesn't even want to touch it, you know, when she's in Sunny <laughs> Chiba's like room she's mm -hmm. like may i you know like she you can uh, she's obviously very well trained and um you know it's just like the choreography everything is like okay she she's been plotting on the, like this revenge is uh you know well earned but also like uh i don't know i don't know it's, it's just like it's done in a way yeah. where it doesn't feel like disrespectful or unbelievable i guess is my no, because it's sort of like the story itself is respectful and then she is just an amazing actor. So she can also bring that kind of grounded respect in her performance. Yeah. And to your point about, you know, the way that that scene in particular is like filmed and lit, Quentin Tarantino made Uma Thurman, an already stunning woman, look like the most perfect human being that's ever existed on, um, on camera. Bill, Bill even you know, says it. He says uh, she looks like a blood spattered angel. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> and I would, I would say correct. that's pretty like, much a description uh, of her the entire movie is she's uh, a blood spattered yeah. angel. Yeah. <laughs> so, so good, yeah. right? Soft, everything. But then the range, because I think he is moving her through softness in each of these uh, chapters, if you pay close attention, because when she first wakes up and like knows what's happened to her and the color is really uh, matching the bleak reality she's, woke up in, she's woken up in, and then also... Uh, just her performance it's like i always forget how sad it makes me when she when realizes what's happened yeah. and i'm grateful again to know there is that second movie and there is going to be there is respite for this like sadness or whatever i was going to say that but, that um that scene always like uh, like that's how you know that uma thurman i feel like was the right choice is like when she first wakes up and it's it's <sighs> it's like she has to process like 10 different emotions in like one scene and it's like just all hitting her at once and like she just fucking screams and like cries and you're just like damn like this is what this is the start of her revenge journey right here like you're seeing 
she's like now yeah, from the dark she's basically been rebooted <laughs> to to fucking destroy these people that took her what she thinks is her daughter away from her um mm-hmm. and you know her husband and just her life basically she didn't want to you know we find out in the second one she wanted to leave this life behind and you know obviously they could never get yeah, out they wouldn't let her um <laughs> Yeah, and then, oh my god, we could talk so much. I I just love the location of the eight crazy eighty eights fight too. Like they got the the go go's the band playing. Uh, yes. It's like I'm like this is like a funky joint. Like this is, and then like I love the. Um, sorry for getting too much in the details, but I feel like this movie has been talked about so much that like this is the stuff that i look for now when i watch it it's just like the small stuff (laughs) but like that's a good thing i know um the the manager lady and her husband charlie brown i fucking love them so much because it's like the whole time all this is going down you can just see her in the background basically like going like no (laughs) yes her husband too is just like always with like a tray like just I don't know where to put this, like, and it's just, oh man, and it's like you feel for them too because you're like these feel like real characters. They probably just run this place. This is like their, yeah, this like, is their family mind. business, and you know the yakuza just comes in here and just like fucking shits all over it and is like, bring me four pizzas, like. <laughs> Yeah, like after the big fight with the manager's wife, and she's like, because ah! <laughs> there's just everyone's dead all over the place. Oh my gosh, it's so like, good. This room and was when, not like, red um, before, but now it's painted all red. Like there's no <laughs> all red. Oh, and when like Lucy Lou's like, get lost, Charlie Brown. Oh, like be, be so so Brown. good. <laughs> yeah, like the comedy. You don't. I guess like that's something that's so wonderful about Quentin Tarantino's movies too. Is he figures out a way. He might be the only person who's really doing black comedy. Because I know that everyone's like, Yorgos, you guys. But, like, he's doing something else, I think. Quentin is doing black comedy. He's taking a situation that is incredibly treacherous and dangerous and scary and David making it Fincher, survivable by using comedy. He's a black comedy guy. He's something else still, too. I feel like only Quentin is... Quentin uses it like a kid who's overcome trauma. He's yeah. like, there's only one way out of this absurd situation, and it's a joke. Yeah. And I love how he uses that, like, uh, when she spanks the last Crazy 88 kid that she's got, and she's like, this yeah. is don't be fucking yeah. rude. Yeah. God, it's so good. And, like, that's exactly it. We've just sliced people's arms off, killed 60 people, but if she takes this thing that she's cut everyone's heads off with and spanks this kid will laugh just enough to forget how incredibly grotesque the past two minutes were. Yeah. You know the, what I to mean? To that point, too, like, the fight the, the, in the Crazy 88s, like, just in that same location with Gogo, um, that the, the, the oh. shit talk that they do before that is hilarious to me, too, every time when she's like, you know, I know you're trying to protect your mistress, your headmistress, but, like, I'm begging you, just walk away. And then you're just like, what is this? Again, you don't really know her. You know a little bit about her. You don't know what she's going to do. And then she starts laughing that like little like. (laughs) She's like, you call that begging? I was like, damn, like every time it gets me, every time when she says that it gets me. And honestly, this might be a hot take. I prefer that fight to the final fight with Osh. I mean, I can't quite compare them because I feel like they accomplish 
different things for sure because I feel like the final fight is a beautiful kind of like painting love letter to these movies like full respect yeah. and the go-go fight is basically a love letter to American fans of this movie yeah. like give me this woo, woo, woo sound and this Dude, the fucking ball design, like, whenever the ball like flies <gasps> I'm like what did they the- use for that it sounded like a fucking Star Wars like fighter jet like coming like <laughs> Yes, exactly. Crazy. Like so real, and like the inserts of it, like smashing into stuff and like hitting her in the chest, and you just like, get a visceral, guttural well, reaction like, out of that. It's almost like she's like you could see like if she wasn't seventeen or like give her like whatever ten, twenty years, she would be like already she the new already like she'd be the successor because she's so cold blooded like but and like Mm -hmm. the way that she's like is swinging the ball around her neck like so smooth using her feet to like control it's just like i fucking love that that fight so much oh man and then again like in that fight uh tarantino reminding you that uh vengeance is it's like a powerful force, but it can't overcome everything. And for a second, it almost feels like Gogo might be able to beat right. her when she's strangling her with the chain. Mm-hmm. And even though this is such a weird shot to really like, there's something about her performance when she's like oh, being choked, yeah. where you're, where she even looks like uh, Uma even looks like I think I yeah. might lose for like a hair. And well, then there was thankfully, that, there was that story like that came out like after Inglorious Bastards. I don't know if you remember that where. Um... What's her name? Kruger, the the actress Diane, Diane Kruger. Uh, she ha- she gets choked to death in that, and oh, you yeah. know, uh, there was a whole thing that like Tarantino didn't think he looked real enough, so he used his own hands to do it, and people were being like, "That's a little sus." Like, uh... <laughs> so I don't know that that story just no, that story bad. just reminded me of like I don't. Hopefully, she was okay. Like, I just I'm not. I was gonna say it, it wasn't leading she wasn't like leading the conversation like my director choked me and then right? there was the stuff about like the car crash uh incident with uma i don't know if you know about that or whatever but no she got tell me she more. got injured in a stunt i think on kill bill 2 um and that's right yeah and like that was like another thing where people were being like you know shitting on tarantino and being like he shouldn't have let her forced her to do it so there's I mean, he goes hard for his films and you know what his actors do too yeah. and i guess like that's a hard that's the hard thing about filmmaking as both an art and then like as a practice is it's a dangerous thing because making something that isn't real look real is hard and that thing is meant to kill like the real thing would kill so doing that is really really yeah. hard but i do feel like it was an unlucky time i remember when this came out being like afraid because a friend of mine who I like trusted um, because of his film knowledge was like, it's incredibly violent. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I'm so scared of this violence. Like, I feel like the culture was really like, hey, it's post 9-11. Like, I don't know about this violence, you guys. And frankly, I'm like, thank you for the violence post 9-11. <laughs> like, I don't What else am I going to do with these feelings that can't go anywhere, right? Like, Not the not the torture porn. Like, we were talking about that. Like, I don't, I can't do right. the, the torture porn. But, like, this stylized, you know, obviously fake, like, you know, if you cut somebody across the chest with a sword, they're not, like, fucking spraying. Yeah, it's not like... <laughs> It becomes almost like comedic, you know what I mean? Like it's like there's so much blood in everyone's scene. 
the, so the part where she cuts off the uh the french lady like the second in command her like arm Sophie off Faithful. oh my god like is she again she's just squirming on the floor and it's just spraying out like a hose like <laughs> a fire, that like woman's a fire performance hydrant, too like, ah! <laughs> yes yeah the way she is acting is so i mean good that's realistic too, like, i feel like that's what you would sound like if your arm got cut off and then I, again restraint though because you don't see i forgot about this too when she's at the end she survives but she's disfigured but you don't see how she's disfigured like you just see her like this traumatized okay. face and bill being like no no none of that none of that like <laughs> trying to trying to console her but you can also tell like what the fuck did you tell her like we need to know exactly what you told her so we can prepare but and then Bill, too, uh, you know, they could have taken her out when she was paralyzed, but you can tell Bill kind of does have something for her, too. Uh, you know, I mean, they have a kid together. Yeah. Oh, sorry, my bad. I'm thinking of Sophie. But that does make sense, though, because I think Bill has been with all of the women that work for him. <laughs> like, Elle, yeah. uh, uh, Daryl Hannah's character definitely is in love with him, for sure. Another, uh, another small <laughs> detail I like is her nurse outfit, mm -hmm. where she has the, 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 the health symbol on her, her iPad. Hell, yeah. <laughs> just again comedy this is just fucking comedy like there's there's a lot comedy of comedy in the details epic oh man what else can we talk about i guess we let's get into our favorite uh stunts and kills let's do that yeah. we haven't talked about that yet what, what's your favorite stunt I mean, I think that my favorite stunt is that head slice where she rolls down the table and just like softly uh uh cuts that oh, guy's head off. Yeah. Because yeah, I feel like it's one of those things where it really required choreography because when she like cuts the head and turns around, I feel like you see it in the background. So it's like you all of that had to be coordinated and there's something about how like overall my favorite part of the stunts is how close people are to getting hurt. Um and I think that's because of the timing of it all. So I think cutting cutting that one uh cutting that guy's head off is amazing um but then also i think you know like removing a bunch of legs and finding ways to remove a bunch of arms and everything i don't know how they did that so i like that too <laughs> yeah i would say for me um same you know scene crazy 88 scene iconic um probably though where she's again when she's basically collecting limbs uh, she like does the backspin with the sword to just like cut everyone's like legs off like at the ankle and so you just see all these like feet with like ankle like just <laughs> like removed from their bodies exactly. <laughs> on the floor and it, and then all it like culminates with at the end with the line where she's like you guys can all go but you leave your limbs behind they belong to me now i was like oh shit <laughs> oh good so so good yeah oh man i just feel like every like you were saying every sequence is amazing we could talk about it and i feel like the stunts because also the wire work she's oh, doing yeah. in that scene. well the crazy ideas wow. sequence i think alone took like a month to shoot i think was what they said so awesome. it shows yeah obviously it shows you know what i mean like that's the most impressive like you know crazy sequence that he probably was like you know this needs to be yep. this needs to be right this is the climax yeah. of the yeah. movie 
Um, I wish I could have gone into the soundstage. Like, I wish I was somewhere where, I, like, I'm sure that was in LA, and I wish I was there. Look, and could just you can look it up on YouTube. The, the special features are like pretty, uh, pretty like comprehensive. Like about about that scene in particular too, like the wires and uh, you like her stunt double. Um, you know what's her name? I can't remember, but like yeah, uh, Zoe Bell. Zoe Bell. Yeah, she's in there, and you know this is before Tarantino like used her later on. Like in his movies as an actress. Of course he would. Uh, so, but again, I think that's what makes the action so good. And like, you just made me think of, you know, to the storyline of that scene, you know, when she sees Oranishi like leaving and then it's like insert to her, all those close ups to like their eyes. Uh, and then she's like, oh shit. And so then she starts running up to the stairs to try and follow her. And so it's like, yeah, every, every action like feels like there's a purpose to it. It doesn't feel like she's just, you know, attacking like, there's these people in the cor- on each corner just standing around. It's like, no, they're all, she's chasing after her. They're chasing after Beatrix, you know? And so it's, yeah, I think that's. It's nonstop. nonstop movement, movement, movement. So it doesn't, it doesn't feel like those traditional fight scenes where you can see the seams. Like if you look down for a second, you'll have missed a pivotal oh, I, I part of take this. Notes. I couldn't even take notes. I had to keep pausing it and rewinding it. I, I was just like, okay, oh, fuck that. That, that kill was nice. Uh, like <laughs> I was just. Yeah. And then and then when she gets to the Oranishi thing, like blood splattered angel again, and Oranishi's like, Well, I hope you didn't use all your energy because this could be over in five minutes. And it pretty much is. Like <laughs> she wasn't yep. she wasn't wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What about uh what about kill? What's your favorite kill in this movie? Too many to think of, and I was toggling, but I think my favorite kill is just gonna be Oren because yeah. You know, spoiler alert, a scalping it was so unexpected. You don't see it coming. Mm-hmm. And I just love how, like, stone-faced Lucy Liu delivers, like, that really was. Oh, Tori, I'm so <laughs> Oh, my God, dude. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. And also, it just looks amazing. Like, the brain the brain looks so good. Even, so, yeah, even, even scalp though... Lucy Liu looks beautiful. Like, <laughs> like perfect skin perfect like yeah just and then it but yeah and then, and then, it, and then it like pans up and you see her fucking brain and it's like oh yeah that's pretty gross but <laughs> yeah up until that point she's still, <laughs> she's still yep. like, <laughs> yeah it's like that sequence is really delicate and light and everything is it's the more artistic in the in between action scene like for the for my hot take i was like you're right this is the most more like cinematic like respectful like you said and so like when I say I like the go-go fight more, it's that one's more visceral and like in your face and hardcore. That's what I mean. So yeah, for sure. Don't for come sure. at me in the comments, yeah, bro. Well, like, don't come at me. <laughs> that's right. Step off, you guys. Um, what about you? What's your favorite kill? I again had to go with some of the crazy '88s one. That was hard to deduce. I could have gone with the like removing the eye, which will come back oh. in part two um you know but like again hinting that you know she does it to a guy and then you see um someone you know the the girl with the eye patch you're like okay you you might not put that together but then on rewatch you know then you start to put the pieces together yeah, a little bit um there's one in the crazy eights one i think it's in the black and white sequence particularly where she just straight up cuts someone in half like vertically and they just split apart <laughs> and it's so fucking yeah. gross and you know, K and B did the effects for this movie. I think they do the effects for all of uh, Tarantino's movies, 
So uh, Greg Nicotero and uh, Howard Berger, I want to say, I don't know, someone. Cool. Yeah, they they uh, they do all the effects, and so all those bloody squibs and like Django and fucking you know all, every every movie they do with him is just so gross and. <laughs> I love so, it. Dang. Yeah. So thankful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my favorite one. I have to also, of course, mention uh, Killing Buck uh, with the door closing his head in the door several times it's such a hard scene to watch even though i want you know him to be killed for all he's been doing to her and most likely to those other women um but the way the door the sound design everyone's performance oh yeah that's it that's one you don't see you don't see his head get you know the the kill shot you see like some of them but then like the kill shot you just see his leg twitching and i feel like that was like like harder to watch than actually like seeing his head like explode or something like that was like Ooh. yeah oh, it's true it's like you could tell that it was his like he was almost being like this guy's skull dude yeah it's this guy's skull and i was like ah your, uh, <laughs> so yeah i can't to your like black comedy point like buck's kind of funny we had like he's a dirt bag but the way he's selling it like in that guy's performance where he's like all right, so uh, you know, seventy-five for an hour, like no rule number one, right? no punching, like <laughs> exactly right. So even if she spits, don't do it. And it's just like this guy is is insane. Like this guy is gross. Like what the hell? That's what you need. Yeah. That's what you need, right? Like you sort of need that kind of uh, presentation of this guy just to stomach this guy being present in the story at all, and then also to set up nicely her killing him the way that she does right like she's got to escape this hospital and if she was just in a hospital with like really caring doctors but had to kill her way out that would not work (laughs) likes the dude's tongue out too that one like stretches it out like so Um, awesome that's a good stunt that's a really good the way that looks too yeah i I looked it up too it is howard berger greg nicotero howard berger nice yeah we have to honor you we respect (laughs) your work um what was i gonna say fuck uh, we were talking about the hospital scene, uh, the comedy. Fuck, what, were you, what was I gonna say about this part? Could be anything. Oh, also, she looks dope in the yellow jumpsuit situation on the motorcycle as well. Like Lee, so baller. Uh, homage like, to Bruce Lee in his last movie. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of it. I guess the pussy wagon. That's that's not what I was gonna say, but I feel like we should just mention it. It's another funny <laughs> it's gotta be mentioned <laughs> and I think, it's true I think those Tarantino said that like because they were asking about like props that he really owns in real life and i think he says he owns the pussy wagon in real life <laughs> he better yeah. he better like where who gets rid of that at the end of a production that'd be so stupid to do <laughs> i can't wait for like in the year 20 like 50 for someone to be like uh film memorabilia pussy wagon goes for 14 million dollars you know like it's definitely going to so i'm into that uh all right cool anything else before we wrap up i think that's all i got yeah okay that wraps it up for us let's remind the people where they can find us uh get your fakes and follow the show we stay buff on instagram youtube facebook and twitch follow me on twitter at rampage underscore misfit and my movie page is at misfit underscore minded on facebook instagram youtube and tiktok and my website at misfitminded.com
Take us for a ride and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And please leave a review. Five stars, five stars, five stars. And you can follow me on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at It's Me, Shani B. All right. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time for another edition of Movie Buffs. Stay buff.